welcome to the Big Blue United Podcast. My name is TJ. I'm here with Dan and Colin. Fresh off another victory, and one that we probably didn't expect to happen. How are you guys feeling tonight? Uh, less confused than last week somehow, but more at the same time. Hmm. I just want to welcome you. Welcome you to modern football. Welcome, welcome you to competent coaching. You know? Well, it, well, it, this, well is, this is beyond competent. Yeah, We're I mean, coach of the year conversation. Oh, I think you, I was, was going to say it earlier than later. Thank you for saying it. You can say it without any, uh, I don't know, uh, I, what's the word for it? Like that, it, it's a fact. He's in the conversation already. Yeah, it's so sure. early in the season, he has to be there. Yeah, I'm just saying. There's been there's a lot of franchises that have enjoyed, you know, coaches that know what's going on for a long period of time, and we haven't had a coach that knew what was going on for a long period of time. It's nice to have coaches that are living in reality. I don't think just one. I think a lot. I think all of uh, our coaches, the top yeah. three. The top three guys are really all doing work right now, and I mean it trickles down, obviously, just like the Trump tax cuts. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, I mean the opposite of that. Excuse me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's actually working this time. Uh, <laughs> oh. Although you know, if you if you want to take Mara out of the equation, you can. So I well, think, which uh, is ex- exactly what happened. I think that's exactly Shane, what happened. Yep, Shane took him out of the equation. Yeah, which which needed to happen, and 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 I, you know, I just every week we win a game. I just sit back and I just wonder what is going on right now because there's no reality where you look at this roster and see this these wins, and especially in it. In a game like flying, you know, to Europe or whatever you want to call England and Britain, yeah, overseas to play a team that's far better than you and to have even a shot to win, let alone actually come out with a win, and it, and somewhat of a convincing one at that, in my mind at least. I'd agree. It, it was a. Uh, my dad called me after the game, and I said it, it. Words came out of my mouth, and it was true. It was a coaching masterclass. It was like what you can throw out there as a course for what to do, given how little you have. Yeah, I agree, man, so much. I mean, it's just like every personnel group is just playing so much better than the people in it. I mean, maybe other than the interior offensive line, which has just been atrocious all season, specifically on the pass blocking, but everybody's playing with their level. I mean, who the heck was even playing wide receiver this week? Well, Darius Slayton. Where was this? He stepped up. You know, Big time. He, or, he. I hope we see him more because you know, For I sure. think I, I understand completely why the opportunities were taken away from him because of the struggles he had. But if you're going to come out, and, and, and yeah, <laughs> he was dropping the ball. Yeah. I mean, it is what it is. Um, but if you're going to come out and you know play like he did this week, I think that that's a huge plus for this team, especially at a group that's so thin. I mean, yeah. uh, it's wild. Um, and and with, think, with, with Wandell coming back real soon, that's a great thing. Hopefully. I, I mean, I, I think it's obvious that the coaching advantage that we have now, I, I think you could argue, I would say five uh, or four of the five games we played, every, the other teams had, you know, obviously more talent than we did. Um, and we figured, you know, this coaching staff figured out a way and it, and it reads in the field. They have a, a very focused idea of what to do. There's, there's some mechanic behind it that I'm not sophisticated enough to understand, but you know, we're going to do things that our team is capable of doing and we're going to scheme it in a way that the other team's not going to know what we're doing. Um, 
and it's a recipe that seems to be working. And, and it, I had like a feeling in the middle of the game on Sunday. Um, I think it was, you know, what was that score? Was it 13 to 20 at one point? Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I was like pretty confident we were like going to win the game. And I, I of course didn't say anything or outwardly. Yeah. I think um, I felt the same You really thing. felt that at that moment that they were going to win because I was skeptical up to the last minute. Everything really. they were doing, they were dominating possession. Everything they were doing was working. And it just seemed like there was like a bottomless pit of interesting plays. There, there weren't many like plays for losses for a couple sacks. And, you know, they just had such a variety of from wildcat to, you know, the reverses to all sorts of different, just quick, quick strikes across the middle of the field. Um, it was just really enjoyable. And I think, again, this is what we've been saying, like the product on the field, you know, we didn't have, we didn't expect them to be, you know, winning this many games, but it's just been night and day, night and day. Fun to watch, I think, is yeah. is where what you're trying to say. Well, right? it's, it's, it's I mean, it's beyond wanted. that, yeah, it's yeah. just it's a, a massive indictment on <laughs> the coaches of the past seven years, eight years, or whatever since since Tom Coughlin left. Um, every single one of those coaching picks that was retrograde and and behind the times, and and we've just fast forwarded like time warped uh, the franchise, and it's. it's it's awesome. It's super fun. When you have a guy, like when you see a Dory Jackson go down and you have someone, not even Nick Cloud, because he held his own for the most part, but Justin Lane coming in and laying yeah. the smack down, the, the physicality came and he was just like, you're just thrown in there, figure it out. I was listening to um, uh, uh, McKinney after the game on um, uh, the fan and he was like, he couldn't say enough about those two guys and how they came in and it was just like, it was lockstep. It all just continued on. Like, and no one was worried about it. Didn't even have to talk to them. They knew their assignments. The roles were, were figured out. Wink had it on lock and it was just like business as usual. Well coached. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's funny. Just like everything they're doing with right now just would lead you to believe that they wouldn't be winning games. You know what the NFL is. So, you know, passer focused, you know, huge quarterbacks, big quarterbacks, they're running the ball. They're the best rushing offense in the league. They're playing like a high, you know, risk, high reward type of defense. I, I'm just astounded of the the production they're getting out of the personnel. I mean, yes, on offense, you have Saquon Barkley, who is your only weapon. And Daniel Jones, you know, he had a great game. You can't, you're not going to take that away from him, are you guys, t- this nope. week? Or No, 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 no. That was, I said it when we were texting. It was the best game he's played in four years, probably. I mean, it's just, it's just like the coaching is just like amazing with the, the adaptation. I mean, honestly, like the, when they came out in, in the first quarter, first, first quarter and a half, you know, they didn't look good on both sides of the ball. No, I, I, I was, you know, convinced this was going to be like a beat down. And then whatever the coaching staff is doing to adjust to these situations on the fly is just insane. And, and putting the players in the positions to make those plays, you know, they were setting the edge on defense. Julian Love is a guy I can't praise enough for yeah. just his physicality and like playing downhill. I mean, it's just, it's just so interesting to see how well this is going. You know, I, I don't even know how to feel. Are, are we, are we actually a good team? Like, I don't know. Before Dan, before you jumped on, we were, we, this was the actual conversation we were having. We're going to wait to expand on it until now, of course. Um, But I think this might be because TJ said, we're a bad team. We're playing well. And then I'm like, or, or are we just kind of a good team all of a sudden? Is that possible? We are a depleted talent-wise team, mm-hmm. but 
but we could be good. Yeah. Yeah. Like our stats, like our talent levels here, but our, our coachings here, you know, other teams have talent levels that are here and coaching that's here. Or, yep. You know, our coaching is compensating incredibly for, for the talent that's on this team. And we're only going to get, hopefully knock on wood, you know, barring a continued slew of injuries, like a lot of key players back, which is yeah, really exciting. That needs to happen soon. I do have to not say Darius Tony though. Well, no, he'll, he'll I, never, he'll never be back. Guaranteed. He's never playing for us again. I, I, I don't care. <laughs> I'll I, call I, that. I, I'll call that right now with you, Colin, man. I agree. I don't think he ever plays a game as a giant again. And, and I hope he keeps mouthing off on Instagram and Twitter and whatever the hell he's doing, talking all sorts of goofy talk. Literally. I can't even translate what, what it means. He, he's a grade A <laughs> moron, and I wish he would just shut up and get healthy. And, and, you know, if he's milking his injuries, which it seems like that's a possibility given our sources, um, well, there's no reason for it. And you're, not, you're, you're part of the last regime, and you're one foot out the door as soon as we can get you out. I also um, like when you say given our sources, like that's a that's a legit source. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. The one thing we got on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I want to say my favorite part of the offensive play calling was waiting until it, it, it was either I can't remember off the top of my head, it was either the end of the first quarter or the beginning of the second quarter, that first designed quarterback draw. And it was just like, oh, his ankle isn't that bad. There mm-hmm. it is. All week, you don't really know, but there it is. Yeah. And then he was running a bunch for the rest of the game. I mean, no, yeah. I think he was hurt still, but yeah. I think and if they could force him to throw the ball a little more, and I think we did see a little bit better from him in the pocket. I think there was moments where he did step up and maybe made two or two and even three reads occasionally. Yeah, I, I don't know. To me, you can't take anything away from Jones. I still don't think that Jones is the answer at quarterback. But no, if he builds upon this performance and is consistent. And building upon it, then maybe you have the conversation at the end of the year about what you do with him. And we're not but there it's yet. Not, it's not, you know, a, a, a Watson deal or a Mahomes deal. It's not that. But I mean, look, I don't want to. I don't want to discount this guy while he's surging. But it yeah, needs no. to be consistent. We need to see it more. Yeah, we should and, talk. We know, should talk about him. Just like, well, let's he, get our he, thoughts out on Daniel Jones in this game. Uh, well, it was the first time, and I think it was, it might've been Mark Sanchez on, on the, uh, on the broadcast himself saying it, but he said like, as soon as, um, uh, someone went down, I forgot who went down and, and it was just like, well, what's Daniel Jones going to do right now? Is he literally going to put the team on his back and make this happen? And then he just proceeded to do so, which is like exactly what we were asking for. I feel like Mark Sanchez was like seeing himself in Daniel Jones the whole game and he <laughs> seemed to be rooting for the Giants and like getting really excited when Daniel Jones is doing well which I enjoyed because otherwise I really don't like Mark Sanchez as nah. a as a commentator well do, do you remember on the uh the, the play where uh it was right on the goal line and David Sills got that first down and he was turned around for a second and Mark you can hear Mark Sanchez on the broadcast go say turn around turn around yep, and he yep, did yep, yep. and he caught it it was like yeah that on the same like, drive uh Jones I forget he threw an, an out route to somebody where they got the first down and Jones is like and Mark says like oh he's got him you know yeah. that's that's exciting <laughs> he also after the the reverse said that Dable likes to spice up the water which i, mm. I thought was a was an interesting phrase that so he's just pouring liquor in the the gatorade is that what I guess. <laughs> <laughs> no i he guess could... uh the you know the play calling or whatever yeah, yeah, he was yeah. referring to but still he also called daniel jones a, a tough sucker which was good uh yeah oh yeah and that's what yeah, he was yeah. texting about i mean yeah, he's, yeah. he's straight up uh a tough son of a bitch that's just what it is oh 100 man i you know you see him get hit and he just pops right back up nothing 
He got, he got he, in the head on that one run, and it was just oh, like, yeah. all right. Is press conference? Gonna... They're they're always like, how do you feel after getting beat up? He's like, I'm fine. I'm great. There was a there was a meme. Was it a meme or, or I don't know what what the hell it was. There was like a something on Twitter about how like Daniel Jones uh, couldn't couldn't be more pumped about the win, and it's just like him like. Yeah. Oh, like right after. Yeah, they, yeah, yeah. And after the clock expires, the camera goes to Daniel Jones, and he's just like deadpan, just yeah. nothing. <laughs> he looks like Eli. Just, Eli does after he takes a shit. I would imagine what his face might look like. You know. <laughs> you know, but that's like that's the the comparison that you can have with the with the Eli uh, kind of temperament, which if he puts together the. The, the smart football play and his physical talents with his calm demeanor, that is the perfect New York quarterback. I don't care about personality. Dan, I know you want one so bad, but if we had Baker Mayfield here with a, a big bombastic personality, what does that really get us? Well, I, I, I'd like him to have more talent than Baker Mayfield. Well, uh, that's not my point. What I'm no. saying is, is like I would take deadpan, quiet, calm, and boring as a person as long as personality together, the other stuff can yeah. i can i bring up a, a fun you know panthers thing that reminds me of of such an old giants move is that they want baker mayfield to help pick the head coach because the front office has already decided that baker mayfield is the guy so could you imagine being a coach coming into the panthers where your quarterback has already been decided for you and he picked he picked you to be the head coach. I saw how that. Is that is, a successful maneuver to make for a franchise? Is this actually how they're doing things? I don't know, man. I mean, there's a lot of speculation. I think you know we have we're on a podcast to make speculation, are we not? I think the DJ Moore thing is another thing to talk about too. Yes, um, because the Giants and, and, and Odell Beckham as well. I mean, the Giants clearly need help at wide receiver. Richie James is your number one receiver with 171 yards. Obviously, we saw Slayton. Um, I don't think Galladay is going to contribute. I don't think Tony's going to contribute. Wandale, we'll see what happens. But other than that, there's really nobody here. The contract is what's tough for DJ Moore. I well, think yeah. it's huge. I don't know how you bring him on. or, or But, you know, it, it just makes me kind of believe, you know, right now that, you know, maybe the Giants are buyers, perhaps, for, for a position. But they need Temporary to offload buyers. contracts, though. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, the, the, the roster is bad and they're winning games, as we yeah. said before. So... Maybe is the time, you know, to make a push early. Maybe we, maybe we, you know, we're wrong about this season. Maybe you do make a push. Maybe try to make the roster better. I'm not saying, you know, mortgage the future of the team, but if you trade a third and Tony for DJ Moore, I don't think that's a bad move if you can figure out a way to get the contract to work. Yeah, I think the the takeaway from that rumor is is what you're alluding to, TJ. Is like it indicates if that rumor is true, the Giants are viewing this season differently than they were at the beginning of the season. You know, the contemplating bringing in a, you know, a, a impactful skill position player in the middle of the season, giving up perhaps some draft equity indicates, you know, they, you know, see the playoffs as a real possibility and they see making a run as a real possibility, which would have, you know, great, you know, positive impact on the team moving forward. Um, and why not shoot your shot when you can shoot it? Uh, you know, I, I, I'm with you. I think. Yeah, DJ Moore. They also, you also said that rumor had Terrence, uh, Terrace uh, Marshall, not Terrace Marshall, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, some guy that's severely underperformed, but has a lot of raw ability. Um, you can perhaps get him for a lot less than you could get DJ Moore. Mm. Um, 
and still be a huge upgrade to pretty much everything yeah, we got we, going. I think we've seen um, like from this coaching staff, Dan, too. Like, you know, yeah. we've seen like Zimenez and Dexter Lawrence have really, you know, hit their stride, obviously, defensive players and mm-hmm. offensively. But perhaps bringing in guys with raw talent, you know, for late round picks, you know, the coaching staff can get something out of them. I, I'm I mean, the sorry fact that David off, Sills, but... yeah, and the fact that David Sills was catching any passes for any period of time indicates they can they can get whatever you can out of out of someone, let alone someone that yeah. has, you know, like real NFL skill. And so in, and impactful catches at that. Who was who was uh the guy they brought up for the practice squad? He made a couple good grabs. Oh, uh, Marcus, Marcus Johnson. Johnson. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, you know, he had a couple I, I, of good plays. Yeah. I feel he like, looked, you know he looked big too. He looked like yeah. he, he was had some physicality out there. I just feel like there's a lot of plug and play going on with the scheme and 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 just sort of the on the fly sort of decisions that the coaching staff is making as time, you know, goes through the game. They're really seeing things at a level. I think that, you know, is hard for a lot of even professional coaches to see things at. it's just that good what they're doing right now. I, I'm dumbfounded by it. My, yeah. I think my favorite, my favorite thing, I mean, I obviously besides the, the intellect uh, and the, uh, just the performance of the coaching alone, end of games, the, the, exuberance and the pumped up attitude that Dable shows is just like, we've, we've not really had that since Parcells period. Like literally that was the last man. And even in his later years, he calmed down, but like early eighties Parcells is what Dable is kind of doing right now. And I love that, that tweet that I sent you guys about how Parcells was, was screaming at his own television about taking the safety and actually following Mm -hmm. through with it. And it's just like, and they, they're, they have, um, they have a conversation. They have an ongoing uh, rapport. Like they talk. Yeah, I don't. I, I wouldn't compare the the two other than the fired upness because Parcells was like a known sort of dick, right? But well, Dayball seems to be a, a kind of a player's coach, you know. But the results are are looking to. I, I mean, not going to compare Dayball in his first season as a no, giant. No, no, no. What I meant coaches. by that is just the firing. firing. No, I didn't mean. I didn't think you were comparing it. Yeah. I was saying that I almost just did. But yeah, you know, yes, the fireiness is there, and I love it. I love it. But Tommy you, was fiery too sometimes. You can't take that away from him. Different fire. Different fire. Yeah. 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 Do do you think Joe Judge would have the presence of mind to uh to have them take the safety in the end zone like that? Hell no. And thank you for bringing up Joe Judge because this was the point I was talking about TJ before Dan jumped on that I wanted to make. I was in uh, I was taking a shower. It was either yesterday or, or, or earlier today and I was thinking about the idea Congrats. that what if <laughs> No, this is shower thoughts. Shower mm. thoughts with, with you get your with best ideas friend. in the shower. Yeah, you've been on Reddit, haven't you? Yeah. <laughs> um, imagine that Joe Judge's tenure went much better than it did, but not great. Just very mediocre, very uh, Jeff Fisher esque, if you will. And what I mean by that is five hundred record. Shows some toughness. The defense looks pretty good. All right, there's something to build here. Kind of smoke and mirrors kind of stuff. You don't know if he's actually a good coach or not. Imagine if it went like that, we still had him as a coach, and we're still mediocre, like just right down the middle of, of, of the league, and we're no better off than we were. It's just interesting to think back that it really needed to take an absolute suck fest for us to get to where we are right now. I think yeah. it took a suck fest for John Mara to decide that he wasn't the person to be in charge of the football operations of the New York Giants. I think that was the number one thing. 
And yeah. I think we made a point, uh, even like in the doldrums of the last couple of years uh, on this pod, of of maybe we need to go to the lowest of the low to to finally start, you know, reaching our way out of it. And this yeah. is the beginnings of it. We're we're addicts of uh, bad decision making. You know, you thought we hit rock bottom with McAdoo and and Jerry Reese, and then no, no, no psych. No, we're we're gonna really hit rock bottom here by getting Dave Gettleman to run the show. And, you know, maybe we got to thank Dave for, for showing up depths of, of football incompetency um, that no one ever explored before. Cause there's really no place lower to go than, than Joe judge and Dave Gettleman uh, running the operation. And, and short of them failing so miserably, I think you're right, God, I think we would have opted for, you know, a more conservative choice as, yep. as the next head coach and letting Dave select the next general manager and something insanely stupid like that. We hey. needed, we needed new heights of failure. Jeff Fisher us... went, went 12 yeah. and four with Kerry Collins, bro. Come on. They probably would have hired Jeff Fisher to come to speak. Of it, you know? <laughs> Give him like, like the richest contract any coach ever had to, to come here. Although didn't Jim Fossil go to a Super Bowl with Kerry Collins? As yeah. Well? Yeah. <laughs> But when he wasn't drinking, he was he's a decent quarterback, I guess. I <laughs> but he was more fun when he was drinking. Yeah, I yeah. liked him better. The NFL action is in full swing here at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. We're talking touchdowns, big plays, and even bigger wins. New customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. If that's not enough, everyone can boost their winnings with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Right now, for every leg you add, you can boost your winnings up to 100%. With payouts bigger than ever, why bet anywhere else? To make things even sweeter, you can throw down one-stepped-up same-game parlays once per game day, all season long. Now, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code TPPN to get $200 in free bets if your team wins when you place the $5 bet on any football game. That's code TPPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. You guys want to talk about the defense? Absolutely. Uh, Love the, it. It's a, it's a, it's a one man show, baby. Yeah. It's the Dexter Lawrence. The sexiest, show. The sexiest, the sexiest sexy show. baby. I, I mean, he, Best. he, that's Best. like, that's a guy that needs a contract. He's 24 years old. You give him yeah. a contract. If they don't sign him to a long-term deal, I will be so upset. Yeah. They're, gonna, the they're not done. Pro- the Giants are project- projected to have 65 million in cap space next year. Spend it in house on the guys who have proved to you that they can fit in this scheme, fit in your roster, fit with your coaching, and can produce. Like it's a no brainer. You know, yeah. Dan, I think you're going to make the same point. Yeah. yeah. You know, he should be a lifetime giant. Why would you let him go? He can do everything you need from him in this system. You can stop the run. He's been getting pressure. He's a beast. He's a great personality. His dance, uh, dance moves. His dance Number moves. one dance move. Yeah. He's like, yeah, he's combining like, like, Fred Robbins, Victor Cruz, and uh, like a really good defensive tackle all into one person. Linval uh, Joseph, yeah, Linval Joseph, perhaps, but yeah. per- I think his ceiling's higher. Um, I don't think we've had a personality like that at DT in a good long time, too. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I Ever. love DT is could traditionally have some of the best personalities in the NFL, at least when we were growing up, you know? Yeah. Like the, uh, the Will Fork, Vince Will Forks of the world. Ah, oh, yeah. I remember Albert Hainsworth stomping on heads, you know, <laughs> goose, man, goose, Tony Saragusa. Ooh, rest, <laughs> in <peace. laughs> yeah. rest in peace, baby. I just actually love when I had no it was, idea. Uh... he died. Yeah, he's dead. Just... <laughs> it's not funny. I loved moose and goose. And, yeah. uh, 
Moose and Goose, and I forget it was Kenny Albert. I think they were yeah. they were a tandem or they were Special. trio. Yeah, yeah. Go- let, Goose was, Goose in the, was the sideline reporter, but they would let him like talk more yeah, than yeah. the usual sideline reporter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was always in the end zone. He was never yeah, on yeah. the sideline. They didn't even let him on the sideline. Also, he was uh, he was in a movie, and I forget which one it was, but he played a Russian hitman. Oh my god, it was like some bad Seagal movie or something. I wish awesome. I could remember now. I'll, I'll, I'm going to text you this guy's later. I, Sorry I'm, for everyone listening to the podcast because I, I, I yeah. can't text you all later. I'm, I'm bummed that uh, that he's no longer with us, even though I, he seemed he was a Jersey guy and he should have played in the Northeast and he never did. Ray Lewis attributes a lot of his, his success to Tony Saragusa. I believe that. And I, and I agree because I, I say that a lot, too, about having a, a, a chunky man to, to roll up the middle and let your linebackers do the work. And, and speaking of which, you know, a unit on this team that we were all deriding for a while seems to be now all of a sudden in the last two games like a something of a of a positive for this defense and Jalen Smith and Tay Crowder. Dude, I mean, Jalen Smith was ripping it up. I yeah. mean, I can't believe that they, you know, they he just came out of nowhere again like he did last year and just performs. And he's yeah. rocking those um those those Rick James curls too, which I'm real always Love about. It. And I don't think he had those before, so I'm into it. I mean, and Tay Crowder again. He's the leader. He's doing it. He's he's of the linebackers. You mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Tay Crowder. He's I mean, he's it. he's putting it together of that that group. They're putting him in places for him to make plays. Yeah. I think <laughs> so, but he he's taking advantage of those opportunities, which is all you can ask from a guy who, you know. Once again, was the last guy drafted in, in the NFL draft that year. So, um, back to the line, Nick Williams too has is, is stepped it up. I just can't help but think about what happens when Leonard Williams comes back too. It's you know, be a big difference. He's he's a good player, man. I think you know we don't talk enough about the difference maker he really is on defense for this team. Well, he's close. He he practiced a bunch last week. Yeah. I mean, he he's, never missed a game, but he missed the last yeah. three. So you'd assume he come back strong and you know stay in the probably stay playing the rest of the year if he can. Yeah, he's significantly better than yeah all everyone below him on the depth chart. That's for sure. And yeah. and I think the exciting thing about him coming back is seeing what that frees up for uh, Kayvon and Aziz when you have all four. You know, now looking at what we've seen so far, all four of these guys playing at the same time is going to be really interesting and. Could be really, really fun. I think we've all like watched Kayvon get better and better every game. Every game. Um, he had a, a great game this week. You know, he didn't have a sack, but he affected a lot of plays. That knockdown was absolutely enormous. Did he have two knockdowns? There was he seven. Did in, uh, on the fir- on the first drive, he, yeah. he had a tip pass as oh, well. Oh, him himself. Yes. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah, you don't see it on the stat sheet, but he is making a, a difference on defense. And either yeah. way, I mean, I'm so excited for him because guys who come up. Second, third game, the sacks are going to come, mm-hmm. but everything else is just yeah. as important. You know? And then once need- Colin gets in the weight room with him, dude, get some, get some working on that core strength, living that healthy lifestyle. Colin's driving down to East Rutherford tomorrow. Going to pick up Kayvon, mm-hmm. go to go to Dan's house, uh, get hit the gym in the, the, in garage, the garage gym. Yep. Yeah, I'll make him run hills. I'll put I'll make I'll put my uh, boys in the stroller. That's that's about sixty pounds of weight on a on a on a running stroller. Not <laughs> easy. Right. That's right. Not Don't easy. even get you. What do you got? The upper baby Vista. You got to buy a cheap. Oh, no, no, no. We got, easy. we got, we got a running one, dude. A double runner. It's, oh, get uh, out. Yeah. You got to, yeah, you got to get on Facebook DJ, marketplace. You get a double runner. 
One for him and, and one for Riley. Well, we have one, well, I only have one kid, so I don't yeah. need a double runner. Also, I would never run. So. No, 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 no. Alex is running, and the two of you are. Yeah. Oh, that's perfect. Yeah, Alex. <laughs> Alex is actually athletic, so she might be able to handle that. Yeah, with an IPA, you know. You can... <laughs> yeah, in a bottle, in a, in a sippy cup. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's we were, well, we were pushing. Uh, we got this big old cart. We were going to the pumpkin patch today. <laughs> got Riley in there, and and I'm pushing. And I'm like, you know. I'm sweating right now. It's 60 degrees. You know, I, I, I'm in the shirt sleeves. I'm sweating, pushing this thing. Alex just leisurely drinking her wine to go, you know. But I guess uh, she's she was trying to make a point to me that pushing the stroller is harder than it seems, which is it's just accurate. Yeah, it is. You don't really think about it, but it, it, it gets you after a while. Yeah. So we'll get cave on. No, don't give him the runner, Dan. That's just the cheapest. Yeah. Cheapest cheap, Goodwill cheap. stroller you can find at Newark. Newark Goodwill. Goodwill. Stroller. Stroller, you want to start a band? Yeah, <laughs> and we'll put Colin in the stroller. Yeah, yeah. And Colin can regale him with Giants history and, and and factoids, so he could be learning as he's working out about what it means to be a New York Giant. Well, and you know what? He might know some of the the little trivia pieces. Uh, some of the ones that I, I wouldn't think he would know, because I think he's been one of those guys that really embraced it. Uh, yeah. At least from the off-season stuff, I remember uh, seeing him, you know, telling about how like he reached out. Strahan, obviously, we talked about that, and like uh, Leonard Marshall, and like some of these old mm-hmm. school guys from the '80s. And it's just like, all right, this guy cares. He sees that this is a an organization with some history and some pride, and you know, it's not just some expansion team thing with with yeah. with no substance and. He gets it. Speaking of team pride and substance, uh, can you explain to the listeners what was happening to Darnay Holmes on the sideline? <laughs> um, well, first off, he's got nice butt. He's got quite the ass. <laughs> that I like that. Like no one's talking about that in this 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 uh, you know meme verse that's going on with uh, him getting his. His front hamstrings uh, stretched out. <laughs> Is that oh, what that's they call it? The state called it nowadays, huh? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, he, I, uh, I don't even know what possibly could have been happening right there. Actually, I'm just curious. Like, okay, so his pants were down. So his, you know, his hog is flying. So what's going on there? Like his, 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 his. his... <laughs> I don't want, am I, can I just say dick? Is his dick just out <laughs> on the sideline and they're less massaging it's, his thigh? We, we call it a Richard on this pod. Yeah, Richard. Like, was he Was he just like, I mean, I saw where his hands were. He was just like holding his his boys off to the side while he gets his, uh, you know, thigh ma- massaged. Was it like it an inner like weird... thigh thing? Kind of like, or, Dan, like, what do you think? Like, I, what I think he of... cramped. I think he, he cramped. Cramped. Yeah, I mean, I understand not. it's just, you know, it's a muscle. It needs to be massaged by the trainer. But, like, if you're an English person at this game that you're not familiar <laughs> with and you're just, like, looking down, you're like, hey, is he choking that? Is he choking that bloke off down there, man? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you reckon he's getting wanked? <laughs> is, is he having a wank down there? He's doing a wank, bro. He's doing a wank, mate. <laughs> I feel like they they like asked the Giants to all he get just their best a piss out there <laughs> before they went to London and, this, and we're worse. I think. Yeah. Oh man, blimey! Right, they well, not for that. nothing though. Like seeing seeing the game in that stadium, as 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 you know, my that's my Premier League team. It, it was wild to see them play there and really and they won. cool. They won, and won uh, which they is won Saturday morning. Yes, they did. 
How did you know that? How did you? you, you uh, that I was watching it. How come? Because uh, some some guy came up to me and said, "Hey, can you put the Premier League on this TV while I was bartending?" Oh, so very good. Yes, yes, yes. By the way, my, my my Premier League team, Crystal Palace. Good choice. That's, that's good choice. fine yeah. because uh, there's a they, it's like a well liquor with the yeah. same name in America. So I feel America. like attraction to that. And also. TJ, a little side note. Uh, their manager is a former NYCFC manager. Oh, well, I like that. They're yeah. a fun team. I have a question for TJ. Did you see the clip of Jihad Ward talking to Aaron Rodgers on the field? Oh, I didn't see that. I did not. Yeah. Uh, what happened? Well, they, I don't know. They were just they were saying something. Aaron Rodgers was saying something to him. He was, was he saying mouthing off? I was going to ask you what, what they were talking about. Oh, Jihad Ward was like, why don't you get vaccinated, you stupid shit? <laughs> <laughs> did. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure. TJ, you can edit this this part. This week. <laughs> <laughs> well, that won't take much to. It's all right. Don't worry. Um, yeah, no one's gonna hear it anyway. You're right. Uh, um, Maybe this is cool. what we need. We need to get a little more. Uh, we need to get a little more adult here. We gotta use. Uh, take use the training wheels off. Do. We get you know because I feel like the three of us are you know a bit crass, uh, can be obnoxious at times. M- myself specifically. So, I mean, you know, we've been hamstrung by our, our, our uppers, our higher aboves have prevented me from suits, you know, talking dude, about getting jerked off on the sideline. <laughs> but here we are. We're talking about it now. And you can't stop me. You can't stop me. I'm a free spirit. I'm a, I'm a grown man. All right? We were able to avoid this throughout Dave Gettleman's entire tenure. And now that things are going well, this is off the rails. It's season three, episode 10. I've been doing this for two and a half years. Too old for this shit. I'm ready to go. Yeah, Dan, come on. Let's go. Let's go. On that note, this is my last podcast because if anyone finds out about it now, I will be fired from my actual job. So uh, thanks, guys. Uh, no oh, way. You won't be fired. It's just talking about, you know, just a couple couple curse words. No, couple, it's, just, couple... it's just some locker room talk. That's couple, all. Yeah, locker room talk. Exactly, Dan. <laughs> this is a football Guys, podcast. You remember shit together. Locker room talk got canceled like four years ago. <laughs> <laughs> if anything's going to cancel me, it'll be this. This day. where Because of Tory Jackson was getting, or is it Darnay Holmes? It was Darnay Whoever Holmes. it was. Yeah. Um, All right. So maybe we should so, talk about the Ravens, or you got you yeah. got something else. Oh, I I was just I was just gonna as an as an, a lead in not a lead in but like related to uh, he posted a picture or a bunch of pictures Darnay Holmes from the game, and all the comments were just like, yeah, but what happened on the sideline? What was that? What was that all about? And he doesn't answer any of them. It's just like, how did you not think you're just all over the internet right now, man? Like, well, he you. didn't know at the time. He's probably just like, I'm cramping. I want to go back in the game. We're gonna win. But his ass I'm, an were out. I'm an important part of the defense. Well, you do what you got to do, you know? Why didn't they, they go should have taken him in the tent? Yeah, the tent. They have a tent. That's what they you do taken the him tent in the tent. things. Yeah, yeah. Well, they didn't take him in the tent, Colin. The because, uh, you know, Saquon was in there. Saquon's more important than he is. Which, by the way, thank <laughs> you for saying that. Saquon was getting wanked in the tent while he was getting wanked outside. <laughs> <laughs> Occupado. <laughs> If anyone's um, getting wanked first, it's Saquon. This team. Uh, Matt Breida did a fine uh, stand-in job, also. Yeah. Oh yeah, that, I mean that literally, literally the first handoff, he just like bursted for ten. I mean, yeah. Saquon looked great too. Like you know, the Wildcat was fun to see him out of. I'm just happy, you know, he got a TD. I think he deserved it. I, is he still first in yards from scrimmage? He's yep. got to be. 
I'm does. happy he caught that passing, the crossing route. And yeah, I man, saw he's... him out wide more, which I thought was a, was a big positive. You know, I, I think they're listening to us. Daniel Jones yeah. missed him. Um, or he wasn't open, but they threw him that way on like a, a wheel route or something like that. The wheel Ravens wheel. guys. Yeah. Um, Ravens. well, hundred percent going to win. Um, <laughs> giants are probably the best team in the NFL right now. So, uh, my mother and I are going. It's her first nice. game in a couple of years. So that's gonna, that's going to be fun. Um, I, I think it'll just be real fun to watch Lamar, obviously. Uh, I do think has, we can win. It he has is not been playing we well win. the last two year, two games. He has yeah. not been playing well. Defenses well, have once again figured him out. I think the, the Giants – Wink Martindale used to be on the Ravens. <laughs> if anybody wait. knows Lamar Jackson, it's probably Wink Martindale, right? Do you, do you say the defenses have once again figured him out? Yeah, because I feel like he was pushing to another MVP season the first three games of this year and then just started – you know, yeah. whatever he's he's back to being a normal person. Okay, Dan, I understand what you're saying because okay. he was always in the always a hard person to defend. He'll always be a hard person yes, to defend. Yes, that's what I mean. Yes, yes. but well, he hasn't been, been looking good. I think he's, he's, his, his, are doing better against him. He's been his passing has been way off. He has been yes. missing wide open receivers quite often. Yes, yeah, so, something's up there. Um, but I think he's the, not running the, as well either. The the Ravens defense is, has kind of taken a crap the last couple of weeks. They're letting up a ton of points, which is putting him in a bad situation where he has to be throwing constantly which is not his forte. He's mm-hmm. a good mix up the run, throw it, uh, you know, gets, get weird with it. Now he's coming from behind because of the poorest pass defense. I mean, so. I think, I think the Ravens were most successful when they were a pass heavy team, especially in their playoff run last year. They, they, they basically abandoned the run and threw like 70% of the time. And that's what took them deep into the playoffs. Well, but that's not working this year. Or not deep into the playoffs, but it made their run. Um, well, they haven't been passing. They've been really sticking to the run. Oh, well, then someone's screwing up then because that doesn't well, make any sense. Their front office is screwing up because they have a tight end and, and Rashad Bateman and they have no else to throw to. Yeah, that I don't yeah, really get. Marquise Brown trade was an interesting one for them. Mm. Uh, that was a good trade. I would, and you would do that trade. I mean, the, he, they got a lot for him, but you know, if you're not going to have at least somebody like reasonable to step yeah. into that position and you're, you know, a team that's kind of, you know, on the cost of you're, you're, you're a Super Bowl team, basically. And Every, then you drop, yeah. you drop your best player off your worst position group. It, it, it's an interesting trade to make. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you're, people are going to throw you, you know, whatever they got, they, I think they they took uh, they got a first round pick where they took the the best safety in the draft. I forget his name now. Uh, the dude from Notre Dame. Uh, yeah. yeah, everyone was uh, uh, Hamilton, Hamilton, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah Kyle Hamilton. Uh, and you got Linderbaum. Um, He's been the good. Same draft. Yeah, sure. I mean, yeah, it's a good trade, two first round picks, but yeah, you know, they 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 should be looking to trade for DJ Moore more mm-hmm. so than the Giants should be right now. I think. Oh, they're in the market. They got to be, at least for Odell. Well, uh, speaking of which, we don't have the cap for that guy, so we can we can throw the pipe dream in the garbage. He's not coming back, not anytime soon, anyway. He, he takes his team discount. Gonna, he's not going to be ready to play until November. next year, anyway. The earliest, the end of November. I mean, I don't now. see why any anything is drumming up for him right now. You know, when I was talking to uh, to our medical source, you know, he's like a guy who tears his ACL in the Super Bowl is probably not going to be, you know, people are talking yeah. about signing him in November. He's going to be ready. He's like, he's not going to be ready till the yeah. beginning, like after yeah. training camp next year. You know who you we know? should sign? Steve Smith Sr. Get that guy out there. Former Raven. Former former Raven. Former. Oh, you mean Steve Smith that used to play for the Giants? His dad. No, 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 no. I mean 
the Steve Smith, the five foot nine. Yeah, yeah, the Panthers, Steve Smith, the guy that came into to Tampa over the summer and was giving our uh, wide receivers valuable coaching lessons. I maybe not maybe not him. He's pretty old, but someone like him would be awesome. I want that attitude. Why don't you just trade for Brandon Cooks? Like everyone just trades for him, right? He's like played for every team in the NFL now. Might as well get him on the Giants. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, guys, keys to winning the Ravens game. Anquan Bolden. Anquan Bolden. That's the key. Anquan Bolden. Yeah, that's the, we need him. Uh, Fitzgerald wants to come back for a Super Bowl run with the Giants, or I mean, just just so I could say, Lur Fritz, Lur Fritz, Lur Fritz, Lur Keys. Uh, yeah, we got to uh, uh, you know control uh, Lamar Jackson, um, score more points than they do, um, and stay healthy. Okay, so thanks, John Madden. Colin. Yeah. Um, you could throw stay healthy out the window. That's probably not going to happen. <laughs> um, what is the Dory hurt with, by the way? Is he, is he coming back next week? Or I actually didn't, I didn't see what on it the was. broadcast what that was. I think it's been minor. That's the case. Yeah, I was reading a lot today, too, fine. and I didn't see anything really about him not being available. Yeah, he, I'm sure he'll he'll be back. Um, yeah, keys to this. I think, realistically, the, the, the game plan, especially defensively, is probably not going to be that different uh than it was this past game i know it's two different very different kinds of quarterbacks but if you get in lamar's face and you get that pressure on him it helps you out on all other facets so keep that up wink dial up those blitzes and yeah. you know get the crowd behind us which I, we're home I, baby, so. I have three three ways to beat this team and it's Br- M- mike kafka Wink Martindale and Brian Dable. And that's how the Giants are going to win <laughs> so this game. That's the only way, yeah. That's yeah. the only way. But, I, you know, I do three, love – Those are the three keys. I do love, you know, being – you know, Lamar Jackson being such a unique player in the NFL to have, you know, the guy who was, you know, against him in training camp for two years more. I don't remember how long Wink was there. But, you know, he knows him well, which I think is going to really benefit this team. I think they're yeah. going to have the defense in really good spots. I think Wink is going to come up with a really good plan to contain him. Um, and I think, like Dan said previously, if you can keep them to on the ground and, and keep Lamar from, you know, connecting over the air, I think you have a, you have a good shot. And, and I won't sit here anymore and say the Giants don't have a chance to win any game the rest of the year because I think they do. Which is amazing. And yeah. that's, that's the most fun thing in the world. Yeah, a good point, though. Mark Andrews could be an issue. Tight ends, obviously, perhaps the best tight end in the league. Um, and if you can get Kayvon working out with Colin, how many pounds do you think get him to drop this week? Because he's going to have to, you know, have edge contained for Lamar Jackson. You need him to lose like 15 pounds. Can you do that, Colin? I think I can do that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. 15 pounds I'll, plus I'll, five pounds of muscle. Yeah, I, I think I could do that. I, I, I'd call him right now, but I'll, I'll call him afterwards. You have him working out right now, actually. He's, he, I've, he's, he I've actually yeah. put out, even mm-hmm. before you had the idea, I was already going for it. I, I'm yeah, yeah. I know. I know. Just trying to fill the fill the fans in. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else tonight, guys? Um, um, keep on rolling. Let's let's be five and one by the time we talk. Five and one, baby. Giants win this game. I don't have a score, but the Giants win are winning this game. I believe. I hope it. it's I hope it's five to three. I'm gonna call my dad and be like, "In your face, bro." Nice, yeah, yeah. nice jersey, dad. Yeah, yeah you former <laughs> Jet fan, in your face. Raven fan. Yeah, you got two. How many Raven Rice jerseys you got? Two? <laughs> hey, you he can't did, beat it. He went I out and bought buy- another one after the incident. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I away. did buy my dad's a Terrell Suggs jersey, though. 
Nice. Yeah. Which is the best? Is. Which is the best Raven jersey? I should have I should have bought him Ed Reed, but I was in a T sizzle mood that day. Should have got oh. him a Tony Saragusa jersey. Mm. That's that's a good one for you know. Just yeah. A piece. Yeah. Just a piece. All right, guys, thanks for listening. Don't forget to follow Big Blue United on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. You can follow us on Twitter at BBU Pod Boys with a Z. Don't forget to download that DraftKings app. Use promo code TPPN. Don't forget to check out bookco.com. That's bookSIO.com. Thanks for listening. Have a great evening. Super Bowl. <laughs> no. <laughs>